This episode of Everything is Awesome is brought to you by Zencaster. Zencaster is the number one tool for all podcasters. You can record high fidelity audio between remote locations and get studio quality sound. Go to Zencaster.com and use coupon code that entertains for 20% off for three months or 20% off an annual plan. Everything is Awesome is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, movie, and geek podcasts. Check out some of our other shows like TV Ate My Brain, Let's Chat with Revelant Friends, and Podstalgic at courtsandparts.com. This week's edition of Everything is Awesome. I am your host, Kevin. This is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. So I'm going to have to apologize around the uh, the whole episode here. Uh, I, I can't find my headphones. My laptop battery uh, is dead, so I wasn't able to hook up the blue mic, the blue snowball, to record this pre-intro. So I'm doing it on my phone without headphones. Hopefully it sounds okay. Also, this episode, uh, I'm really excited that I got to finally sit down and talk to uh, our guest, who we'll get to in just a second here. Uh, however, there were there were connection issues on. I'm not sure whose side it was. Um, probably mine because I was on a I was on a hotspot and not a Wi-Fi system. Um, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure what, what where the issue was. We got about halfway through, maybe a little bit more through our conversation, and we really started having trouble um, keeping the connection going. So, I think we have, um, I think we have a, a, enough of an episode to, to put out here to you. But we will have this guest back on, and we'll get to that guest in just a second here. Uh, I do want to remind everyone that your support means the world to this show. To everything is awesome. You can support this show in one of many different ways. Uh, you can support us on patreon.com slash that entertains. That not just supports the show, but it also supports the entire That's Entertainment podcast network. Um, and we're, we're in the process of rebooting that. I, I've been in Patreon mode. Um, I've been, I've been helping revamp the, the Once Upon a Wine Patreon. And um, it gave me a lot of great ideas for what I want to do for the That's Entertainment one. Uh, and so if you go to thatentertains.com slash Patreon, um, probably at this point, it's, it's not 100% there. But right, like probably a week or two after um, Valentine's Day, we will have a complete rebooted That's Entertainment Patreon page. Patreon is a way that you can monetarily support us by basically getting a subscription. You're guaranteed to get things from the That's Entertainment Podcast Network and Everything is Awesome early. You're guaranteed to uh, get some exclusive stuff. Um, if we hit our goals, we're going to start producing more content. Um, I'm really excited for what Patreon could do for us. I've seen what it has done for other creators, and I just I'm, I really would love to be able to devote more time to to podcasting and to to other things. Like I have a passion for video work, and I would love to to get into writing and directing more short videos, web series, new media stuff, maybe even a feature down the road. But, you know, 
Um, so that's that's how you can help us support us um, monetarily. If not, uh, completely understand that's not the only way you can support us. You can go to iTunes and review this podcast, rate and review it five stars. The more ratings we have and the higher ratings we have, Apple Math figures out how to get us in front of more people so that more people are listening to the show. And in turn, that means we're possibly doing more um, advertising and stuff like that. Or I, I would like to avoid advertising, and that's part of what Patreon's all about. But regardless, um, you can do that. Or, you know what, simply word-of-mouth recommendations. When you're in a car with a friend, say, hey, I listen to this really good podcast where this, this guy sits around and just talks kind of pop culture and talks about that person, his guests, that week's like, involvement in pop culture. Um, it's kind of like a, a, a less cool version of, uh, talk is Jericho or the stone cold show or Mark, um, WTF with Mark Marrow, uh, or any, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it gets, it's indie, man. It's indie talk, you know, indie talk. Anyway, um, there are the ways that you can help support this show. Without further ado, uh, this week's guest, I'm really excited that we got to sit down and talk. He was a member of the Dark Knights of the Round Table um, a few months ago. Uh, he is part of the Take Two Empire. We've already talked to uh, uh, Brian on our um, our crossover episode, uh, Crisis on Earth X. And uh, we finally got to sit down and chat with uh, Craig from Take Two. And uh, we're definitely going to have him on the show again. And we have, I still have like a lot of cool ideas that we want to do with Take Two, um, work along with them on this show and whatnot. So uh, I think you're going to hear more of Craig down the road and Brian down the road and who knows who else. Uh, so uh, without further ado, let's start to uh, Kevin Craig from a few days ago uh, trying to do a podcast on their hotspot. And that's, uh, I'm on my hotspot because I, I am not at work right now. I decided to, I went, I got flyers for our live show this weekend and I could not find parking in the city to like go give them to places. So I was like, fuck right, this, right. I'll just come back tomorrow. I'll take the day off. I should have done this. I should have planned this out. So I'm, uh, I'm actually in my, uh, my buddy has to record our, uh, a line for our intro. So I'm in his parking lot connected to my hotspot. No. Nice. I am right and directly in front of a Starbucks in a parking lot as well. Nice. And so the the only thing that I um I, I started listening to the episode I did on Wi-Fi the other day uh, and to edit it up, and there is some audio drift that's like not just an easy. Oh, let me shift my guest track over like a second. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's not quite as bad as the round table. Okay, so, it's not going to be a four or five day process. No, no, it should only. Uh, I actually have to go back and I, I only started editing it to see what it was like, and then um, I decided to work on stuff for the live show this weekend. But uh, yeah, yeah, I I was so <laughs> last minute for the uh, live show this uh, this year uh, for the whole festival because like. It's it's not often that I like get into a fog of depression, but for whatever reason, the first well, I know what the reason is. For the first two weeks of, of January, uh, I was I was just like I don't I I don't want to podcast. Fuck podcasting. You're right. Yeah. No, I totally understand. Yeah. So, but 
then then uh, the zero hour, I was like, oh, you know what? I have a festival I'm running. Other shows depend on me. I need to get going. That's probably true. Yeah, that's a that's yeah. a good call. <laughs> when yeah, it's just yeah. you doing your own podcast, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, and there was a piece of me, uh, a part of me, I mean, that at some point I was like, I wonder if like, because like I'm not getting responses from certain people about certain things. And that was, that was like part of the reason why I got into a little bit of like a, a, a depressed state in the beginning of the month. Cause I just wasn't getting a response from my, uh, my normal sound guy. I wasn't getting, a, and, and like, I know like he's traveling. So like, I get it. And, and, right. Uh, I wasn't getting a response from uh, one of the major um, p- vendors or sponsor. Not yeah, vendors. We'll say, you know, um, from uh, for the show. And I was like, oh Jesus Christ! Like, I, I need <laughs> I need you of all people to respond because like, right, right. You're you're an important part of the show. And and then uh, we I I added a sixth show to this year's show and no like. I had, I wanted to bring out, I don't know. Have you heard of, uh, we got this with Mark and Hal? It sounds familiar. I think I've seen it on Twitter. I mean, I haven't listened, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, it's Hal Lublin. Uh, he's, he's a comedian that, uh, is out in LA and he's originally from the Bucks County area. I got hooked up with him, uh, Bucks County being right, where I right. live. Uh, and I got, I got hooked up with him, um, through the Philadelphia podcast festival in, over the last summer. Uh, cause he wanted to do as much press as possible, uh, since he was like the hometown boy coming back to, to be part of the festival. And I, I wanted to bring him and his, and, um, his co-host out, which he, his co-host is in New York. So not as right. big of a deal mm. to be like the headlining show, but, it just it boiled down to like if I wanted to do something like that, it and it means that we need to somehow make at least like two thousand yeah, dollars yeah. before we can even donate money to yeah. fuck cancer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, if that's what I'm like, that's not what I want to do. Like, if I don't mind paying to bring someone out, but like if I, like last year, I know what we raised. I was like, that's not going to cover anything. So yeah, yeah, you don't. Want, I mean, you put out some money of your own pocket, but you don't want to, you know, put out a couple thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, and the, and the nice thing that uh, I don't know, like, so you guys do live shows too, right? Yeah, yeah, we've done a we've done a few. Um, I mean, no festivals like you. We're we're not high class like you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm dropping my mouse all over the place. If people could hear that over the mic, um, I, I'm, I'm sitting. I, well, much like uh, I imagine you are, uh, Craig, is I'm sitting in. Uh, well, now what's now? I finally got my car back. I'm in my Hyundai Tucson, uh, which is not. No matter how far I put the seat back, it's still not uh, really a good setup for podcasting in a car. No, I mean there are very few are. I'm currently in my original first generation Scion XB. So okay. a nice little toaster box, um, which, yeah, same thing. Not very, not very good podcasting studio conditions. No, but it's, I, I got to tell you, and I don't know how I feel about using a personal hotspot, especially like in the area that I'm in right now and that where I would normally use it, it's just like crappy self-service, yeah. but the Wi-Fi like it worked, seemed to work pretty well. And I really like this, this option that I now have opened up like a three to four hour window that I can say, Hey, I can do an interview during this time. As long as you use Zencast. Yeah. I mean, and it, well, it helps a lot too. If you, if you're doing anything on the West coast, you know, or in any yeah. sort of different time zone, I mean, because you know, 
being on the East Coast like you are, half the time if somebody wants to do something on the West Coast, they're like, all right, well, let's do it 7 o'clock. And you're like, well, that's 10 o'clock p.m. my time. Like, Or they want to do it yeah. in the morning. You're like, well, that's the middle of the day now for me. Yeah, and I'm really lucky, very lucky that um, my job, like, I, I have supervisors, but, like, I kind of am in my own little area, and I can't I, – I'm in a cubicle, so I can't just – whip out the mic and start podcasting in the middle of the office. Sure but you can. I it's can. Fine. No one will notice. <laughs> but I can just take lunch pretty much whenever I want. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, so, so it's opened up a nice little window, but anyway, so for your live shows, what do you guys like? What let's say caught co- like this. Is there a cost to anything you guys do? Uh, marketing from, for marketing to set up? Yeah, there hasn't been much. I mean, we do um, last summer we did, uh, brews and beats with hard rock. Um, so every Wednesday yeah. we would be there and they didn't charge us anything. They would, all they did basically was reserve the table for us. So we would, okay. we would just get there, you know, we'd have our table. We still had to pay for our own food and pay for our own beers. Yeah. But a lot of times it was a different, it was a different local brewery and a different local band there. So we try to interview them both and stuff like that. And if we got along with oh, the brewery, sometimes the brewery would cover some of the bill. Um, but most of the time cool. it was, it was just, you know, out of our own pocket. And since it was pretty yeah. much every Wednesday evening, we were usually eating dinner while we were there too. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's 50, 60 bucks we were spending each week to do it. So, um, you know, like they, they didn't charge us for it, but we ended up paying money every time. Plus it was $15 a park, uh, just right in the middle of Baltimore oh. inner Harbor where it was. So that alone, yeah. you know, that's $15 minimum we're spending every time. We're this this summer. I think they're doing it on Thursdays, and now that we, if it's a lot of the same breweries, we've gotten to know them. We've kept in contact with them over the years, so you know we're sort of hoping we can kind of keep that going, and you know, yeah, not have to pay every time at least. So, uh, the, the, the way we do it, or at least I do it, and and really, I, and I don't know how it is in the the Baltimore, DC, Virginia area. I don't really. I I feel like that's like the general area. I know where you guys are yeah. from. I haven't really pinpointed the the exact area, but uh, in Philly, which is where I do all my live shows, I'm trying to do them in Bucks County, where I'm from, because it would be less travel. And like like you, like for me, there's if I don't. I, there's a minimum cost before I even start looking at any other cost is either taking a train or, yeah. um, or parking. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's about the same cost. Like it's going to either be $20 to park or it's going to be about 20 to $25 round trip for a train ticket. So it's like, okay, that's my minimum cost. But then I, because I go to, I don't do like, I'm very lucky that Philadelphia is, um, most of the venues I contact are much like hard, hard rock for you guys where they don't charge me anything like, and that's a huge, oh, that's savings. huge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because, uh, I, I don't know what your guys' mindsets are when, in, when you go into a live show and, um, or, or if you've ever uh, contemplated doing a live show outside of that venue, but like, I still have a hard time with podcasts that charge money to, um, come watch them perform. And I get it. Like I know, Kev, like it's one thing when like the Kevin Smiths of the world. Oh do yeah, it, that's how they are. If a Kevin living. Smith or an Adam Carolla do it, yes, obviously that. Yeah. Meant, you know, you're getting a million downloads or so an episode. Like, you know, they yes. have premium content yes. people willingly pay for and get. But 
where, you know, I think you're in the same boat. It's pretty much what I can, what, you know, we as take two can offer somebody is we'll promote your location and we'll promote that we're going to be there. So we will bring, you know, we will bring people in there who will then buy whatever it is you're selling. Like when we did our one year anniversary at jailbreak, like we will bring people, we will bring people that will buy beer and that will buy from the food trucks. But you know, there's not much that we as a company can give you aside from promotion and people. Yeah. And, and so that's like where like instantly when I was uh, going to decide if it was Bucks County or, um, or the city, like, Bucks County, it's, I'm trying to find a venue, and, and I think I found one that will, you know, won't charge me any kind of fee to, to rent the venue, which is, that's the first thing. And so, but like for the, the other, like I, say for my festivals where I'm very lucky, like this, like this festival, which is, I run completely on my own. I am very lucky that almost everything I get covered through sponsorships, save for like my parking and um, anything like extra which i haven't really like stickers or promotion like wristbands buttons all the kind of little like goofy crap that you can give away right right i haven't i haven't really even like asked if anyone would sponsor uh to just have that stuff made but like my my marketing materials my my sound guy my my venue my my food and beer for just me and my sound guy i get covered all through sponsorships okay mm-hmm. Uh, so, so like literally for, for this show, the only cost I have is parking and, um, a few miscellaneous supplies, normal live shows where it's just me and one other show. I feel that it's unfair to like say, Hey, sponsor me again. Yeah. Cause I'm going to be doing this every other month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I pay my, my printer, uh, for those shows, which is usually a minimum of about $75 for, for the order that I get, which is actually like a super good deal if uh, anyone, because they ship to you, I highly suggest Fireball Printing for your printing needs. They are amazing, high quality stuff at a like really good price. Right. But anyway, right. so like I pay for I pay for that for my my non festival shows. Um, I pay. Uh, I don't bring a sound guy out. I bring my own equipment out, so it's still not a cost to me. But like there's a cost behind these live shows and I still don't charge for them. Like I still, I just podcasting is supposed to be free. And like, I see, and I don't, I never, I, did you go to the T, the DC podcast festival? No, no, we did not. We, we were trying to get in with them a couple times, but we ended up not being able to go just based on the weekend. It was, um, so, yeah. so we're not even sure how it was really set up or like, cause uh, theirs was a lot of, they didn't charge podcasts to come in, but, you know, there was a there was different fees and stuff associated with it from what we were seeing, um, but I don't think they were charging t- like I don't think they had tickets for sale, so I don't know if they were making money I, off see, people. Like, I think, I think they did. I looked at it in 2016 because uh, I had applied for the Philadelphia Podcast Festival, and little old me, when I got accepted, I was like, "Oh man, like this is amazing! My first live show in like 10 years, and like." I can't believe like my show is nothing. I can't believe they like said yes. Then I came to realize like there's really nothing against the people running the Philadelphia podcast festival, but they don't like really say no to anybody. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Like we had uh, la- the fifth annual, which was last year, there was over 60 shows. And out of those, let's say 65 shows, only five or six of them were brought in talent from outside of Philadelphia. 
Okay. Uh, okay. Everyone else was everyone else was local. Um, the, I would imagine that it's going to come to a point where they have to say, okay, well, we can't accept some people because we we're, we're the way the way they run it is it usually is two weekends a uh, over the summer, um, and it's I would imagine they're just going to like you run out of time and space available space to put these people in. So, but it's it is a it, it is I think. And I could be wrong, but it is the biggest podcast festival in the country that I can, from what I can tell. Um, so I like to take pride that I'm from this area. Oh for yeah, that reason alone. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, we we're we're trying. We but, like the idea of eventually having our own sort of festival because there's, and that's one of uh, the problems. And I think you know, you the same thing being from, you know, working in the large area like Philadelphia. I mean, in DC area like there are so many other podcasts around here covering so many things you know you got all the politics you got you know i mean dc itself is a large radio market so a lot of the guys who did you know talk radio here then turned off into podcasts but they're still in the same area like there's a lot of different shows here that we would love to try and do a festival and get all of them involved but that's not easy work no, and I mean, I, I like this. This, I mean, by the time this recording comes out, it might have already passed. But uh, the the festival that I'm putting together this weekend is a one day festival that's consisting of six shows. That even when I like last year, I was I feel like I was despite starting the everything super late to to book. I felt like I was more prepared than I am this year. But e- both both scenarios where I'm prepared and not prepared. It is one of the most stressful things to do for a one day festival with six shows. One of them being my own. <laughs> um, so it is, it is super stressful. To, I like, I couldn't imagine putting on something larger and, and, and I mean, each year that's my goal is to kind of grow my January festival into something that is how I would run a um a more generic fe- like this festival has you know it's obviously it celebrates yeah my podcast anniversary and also is trying to raise money for f cancer but i want to grow it into something that's like what the philadelphia podcast festival is if it was run by me right right um yeah because it's it's so this is the sixth year which means seven years ago I was sitting down doing a podcast with a friend. I was like, I contracted to be a co-host on that show. And I said, and it was right like the first year or second year of Vid- VidCon, it's called out in LA. And I was like, Hey man, like this is crazy, but why don't we do PodCon? And it was something we had, we were working on. And then the next summer filled out someone, you know, the people that run Philadelphia uh, podcast festival, they launched the Philadelphia podcast festival. See, they were obviously listening and they stole your idea. Yeah, obviously. Well, yeah, I don't know. They had, they, they had our studio, but, uh, but they're, <laughs> but they're really like, I love the people that run it. Like I, I am hoping to get more and more involved each year with it because it's something that I really like. I like, there's things that I would obviously do differently and that's not a knock on what they do. It's just like two different mindsets. Um, but I really like, like they have a mindset of, it seems like podcasts, slash podcast listener first where they only charged for the shows that they brought out because they had to cover personal costs. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I, and I can respect that. And, you know, they had to pay for, you know, either it was either that or they, the money comes out of their own pocket to bring these guys out. So I can respect that. Um, and whatnot. I, again, I just, I probably would have tried, I probably would have went another direction, but that's just me. Um, 
but yeah, so it's, it's, uh, I don't know. Oh, the DC podcast fest, uh, is what I was, how all that happened. I, yeah, I applied for that one back in 2016 and I was a little weary of it to begin with because it was, they, they were charging the listeners to come out and to, to like the wonder bread factory or whatever, right, right, wherever yeah. they held, hold it at. Yeah. And, and that's hard because I mean, we'll take, we want as many listeners as possible. You know, the idea of now come to listen to us, but you got to pay for it. Like we don't want to have anybody get turned off by that and not want to come out and hear it. Yeah. And so that like I have, and, and obviously like the LA festival and the New York festival and the Chicago festival, even like they're all, it's different because they're bringing out literally professional comedians who like, they don't, all they do and I'm not saying like all they do, like, I know they're very busy people, but like, they don't have regular nine to five jobs or you want to, whatever that you want to define a nine to five job as, whether it's overnight or not, like you and I, right, do. right. like spoiler alert to people who are listening to this. We may, and I assume this is the same for you with take two. Like there's no money made. Like no. I have a real job. No, not at all. <laughs> we, we sell t-shirts and stuff and like stickers. Like we've made a little bit of money off of that. And then we have an Amazon link on our website we make like you know a small percentage off of but there there is no means like I, we're not paying any bills with anything we're making like yeah. exactly yeah yeah like i like it, i still after 10 and a half years of doing this i still have yet to get hosting fees covered oh so yeah like, yeah it's 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 always been a, a passion project and just something i love doing um but like the 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 podcasts that go out to those three festivals specifically are, I don't want to say the professional podcast, but for the most part, they're kind of like professional podcasts. Like they make at least some money on their podcast. Plus they're, they're not like they're working nights at a comedy club or they're, they're working comedians. Yeah. So it's, I, I get the festivals that charge for that kind of stuff. Cause it's a little bit more in line with like a normal convention that you would go to. Um, and and maybe I'm sour about festivals that charge because I'm just jealous. That's very true. <laughs> oh, where yeah. I'm at in the podcast. I mean, I'm not world. saying that if the option came up and we could charge people to come listen to us podcast, we wouldn't do that. We just know no one's going to pay that. Mm -hmm. Like, let's be honest. You know, yeah. we're we're haven't even hit year yeah. two yet for us on take two. So we're you know we're not charging yeah. anybody for a while. And it's I mean, and I'm about to hit two years with everything is awesome. I'm you know a little. I'm a little over a little under 10 and a half year. I'm a little under 10 and a half years of podcasting in general. And like, you know, it's, it, it took doing this show to realize, well, you know, I'm not going to make money off of this. So let's stop treating it like a business, uh, which in turn like led to really cool opportunities where I need to start thinking about it as a business again, but not in a way where I'm like, Oh, I'm going to get rich off this. I'm going to get that podcast money. Yeah, exactly. There uh, you start to realize that, that the idea of podcast money is, isn't a thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I do want to, uh, find out and I, cause I don't think we really touched on this when you were on the round table. Uh, but the, so how did you personally, not necessarily everyone involved with take two, how'd you get involved with podcasting? Like what's the origin point that made you say, yeah, podcasting, I'm going to, I'm going to get rich off. Right. This. Well, you know. There was there was always that initial thought of getting rich off it, and then very quickly, I think, as we said, you realize that's not happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I was yeah. always into podcasts. I had to listen. I mean, I was listening to podcasts, you know, years ago, back when you started, basically, which was there was no podcast app 
or anything. You know, it was downloaded to yeah. my computer, take it from my computer and then move it over to my iPod. Like that, that that's, yeah, what, that's yeah. how I had to do it. So I was listening to it then. The dark years, as you will. Right. The, the dark years of podcasting. Um, you know, so there was, uh, there was a lot of that. And a lot of what the podcast I listened to were actually just radio shows that were just okay. on at times I couldn't, you know, like they were on in the morning and I wasn't up then because I was working the yeah. evening shift. So I would, I'd wake up, the show's over. I'd download to my computer, download to my iPod. And that's what I would listen to all night. Um, but okay. then, yeah, the, I mean, cause take two started, um, uh, with our host Brian and, uh, and Nick, they started it. And then basically they were like, they did like one or two episodes and realized, well, we should have a couple of guest hosts come on every once in a while. So a lot of us started to show up, me being one of the guest hosts. And then I just never let them let me go pretty much and just kept coming on as much as possible. Um, And then, you know, taking that and then I was like, oh, like, and everything that we've, you know, every spinoff of anything we've done since then has basically been, you know, like once you realize how I, I don't know if easy is the right word, but that podcasting is not sort of as complicated as a process as you think. Like once yeah. you get over the whole putting something onto iTunes and you realize, well, I just got to plug in a mic and hit record and I can talk yeah. about anything. Like, so then it turned yeah. into, well, I love wrestling. Let's do a wrestling one. Me and Tony love soundtracks. Let's do a one completely about soundtracks. Like, you know, it's basically just ideas after ideas after ideas and, you know, then we turn into where we burn ourselves out. I'm sure at some point, cause we're podcasting like yeah. five out of seven days. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what happened to me early on is I, my very first show was, uh, only lasted about three months or so, or maybe, yeah, maybe four months. And, and there was a falling out between me and the producer. And, um, so I, I, I quickly, and at that point I literally, all I did was show up and talk. And this was like, I mean, I was in, I mean, we're talking 10 years ago. So I was in my early twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, I had the reason I started podcasting is cause I got injured from, well, I got injured from drinking, but I stopped wrestling at that point because I had broken my ankle. So like, and I was in this persona of like my wrestling persona. So I, like, I thought I was bigger than I was. Gotcha. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so when the, when the split happened, it was like, all right, well, I still want to do this, but now I have to figure it out on my own. And it did, it did really become like, you know, as, and I want to say, you know, it is an easy thing to do. Anyone can do it. And much like Kevin Smith says, I think everyone should do one, but it, it there, there is the, there is a downside to podcasting and, and it's usually money and you know, the, the cost of money yep. mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to run this thing. And there's all these little things that are here and there, but like, like you, like when I first started and I started doing it on my own, I saw how easy it was. And, and I say this, Again, 10 years ago, podcasting was like more than just plugging a microphone into your computer. Oh, it's significantly harder then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, like, liter- it's literally USB plugging a microphone in now to a laptop and, you know, you start recording and you're good to go. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 10 years ago. And still like my, I still hold on to it because maybe I'm just too uh, stubborn to learn better ways to do it. But like. When I have my studio finished, I know what my setup's going to be with my mixer, and it's going to involve at least two or three computers, and and yep. you know mm-hmm. all this complicated stuff that I'm sure I could probably, you know, reduce down if I was more uh, willing to listen to what these kids today do for podcasting. These um, young whippersnappers, <laughs> yeah, uh, that grew up in the, the golden age of podcasting. Uh, 
but yeah, so so I, I, it was still like I found out like how, once I had the setup, I found out how easy it was, and like one like when me and my co-host had to go both go on vacation around the same time. At the time, we were running shows where it was like five people, four or five people as co-hosts. Um, so the other guys like did a little spinoff show called the. Um, I forget what they called it. And ultimately they went out on their own and it was called the generic show. But like initially they were part of us and we were posting two shows a week. And I was like, Oh man, like how cool would it be to have? And like at the time there was no such thing as a podcast network. Right. But I was like, how cool would it be to like have like, I mean, there's networks for television. Why not a network for podcasting? Uh, So yet again, you were ahead of your time with everything here, Kev. (laughs) I was, I, I, it's, I feel like the, uh, the grumpy old person. It's like, well, I had this great idea and then someone else beat me to it. Uh, But yeah, so, so it was like very early on. I was like, okay. uh, Once, once that show kind of ended and whatnot, and I started doing things again, more of my own. It was like me podcasting four or five days a week and you do get burned out. Like that's, that's the fear that I have for you guys is that you're going to get yourselves burned out. Yeah. And that, I mean, that was our initial plan with the, you know, we originally have the seven hosts was so that none of us got burned out. We would just sort of, you know, slowly, we, some would take a week off. Others would take a week off. Like we would sort of trade off back and forth. But then once we started to do all these spinoffs and stuff, like, I mean, it's, it's a lot. And I think luckily we're all still in that. Yes, let's do it. We love it mode, you know, but we like, I think we all came to a realization right around Christmas time because other shows we listen to and other podcasts, you know, we're friends with, they're like, Oh, well, you know, we took off like the month of December. And like that didn't even occur to yeah. us. Like, oh, you mean just yeah. just not put anything out? Like, so we were, you know, we were like, no, we have to get it out every week, every week. We can't stop. Yeah. And you know, so it started to be like, well, maybe, maybe you know, it helps to take like a break for a week or two. Yeah. Like, it's not the end of the world if you don't put an episode out. But we, you know, especially first starting out, you know, that first year, you don't ever want to leave somebody hanging. That's you actually have a listener that's expecting an episode every week. You want it to be there, like no matter what. So that's that's the yeah, mindset and, we were in. And there is so much truth to that that because of me doing it for so long, that I I'm just I, I I'm more ignorant to it than anything else, I guess. Like I just kind of say, well, whatever, like my audience is my audience and they'll follow me. Like I would say my first year of this show, I was pretty good about posting one every week. Um, but it, 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 what it turns out to be is like, I know that there's, uh, and I'm going to try to do better this year, but I know that the end of the year is a tough end. It's a tough time for me and I just don't want to do podcasting. And, and so I, I need to, if anything, and, and one of the things, I don't know what you guys do, uh, if anything for your, for your anniversaries, but like something I did last year for the first anniversary was like, all right, I want to every year like just change it up like even if it's something so small that no yeah that no one even notices but me that i want to change it up just a to keep it interesting but b just to kind of keep on evolving and like the first year it was no more two-parters like it's it's unless it's like unless it makes sense story-wise like it's going to be if i do a two-hour show i'll post a two-hour show i won't split it up into two 55-minute episodes or something like that yeah Mm -hmm. um and then this year, as uh, you know, uh, you, you've been part of the roundtable, which was part of that second uh, year worth of shows where I was still saying, 
uh, with my guests on the air. Welcome to this week's edition of the show, blah, 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 and, and whatnot. And where I would go into a very Kevin Smith-esque type of um, start and stop to my, my interview show. Now I'm uh, for year th- going into year three, it's I'm doing what pretty much I think every interview show does. And that's I record the interview and then I'll in post record the intro and the outro. Yeah. I mean, and um, that, that works better because then you you can explain, you know, things that came up. You can sort of tease at the beginning of an intro like it definitely can work that way. Exactly. And it's also like I feel like. All right, now it's I can try to in a week or two record enough content for a month or so. And then one day I just need to spend one day for an hour and a half recording intros and outros. And and I'm, so we'll see. I'm hoping that my hope is that when I hit a little bit of a fog or when I hit the end of the year where I know that I I just hate the world and I hate life that I, I, I can have like either them prepared to go or all I literally have to do for November and December is to sit down and say, Hey, welcome to the show. This is my guest. Give me reviews and money at patreon.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's the interview. And, um, and, and, and so we'll see how that turns out. It's just ever evolving for me. Yeah. I mean, and that was, that was what we started to realize when we started a lot of these spinoffs, you know, because I mean, I love doing our weekly take two. I mean, it's, it's obviously what got us into this. It's what we love, but it's based on movies, reviews, box office, and like weekly Hollywood news. So it, it we can't early record the show. Like we can't talk about yeah. this weekend's box office on a Friday and talk about what happened. You know, we need to record it Sunday night or Monday, usually Monday to discuss what happened over the past weekend. So that's, we realized when we did this, we were like, we all love doing it, but we've, we've caught ourselves into this trap where, we can't pre-record really anything. So that's why we caught with ideas like the soundtracks show or the spotlight show that Brian and Tony do where they focus on one actor. Like we can do this, you know, months ahead of time or at the beginning of the month and work on editing it and slowly putting it together and put it out two, three, four weeks later, just because there is no date to that. There's no finite point. Now, when you do one of your monthly, uh, I, I, you do those ones monthly or there's really no. There's yeah, I mean, random. soundtracks and spotlight, we do both monthly. Um, you know, we try to have like this weekend or this month for spotlight, they focused on Tom Hanks. So me and Tony tonight are actually recording the Forrest Gump soundtracks episode. So we're just going to talk about Forrest Gump. So we try and have them sort of blend together. But, yeah, so that way, you know, I don't know when they recorded the Tom Hanks one. They put it out two weeks ago, but they could have recorded it in December for all I know. Like, it's not like there's a point that you have to record it at. You can record it whenever. Now, do they do those like the the take two wrestling, take two spotlight and soundtracks and whatnot? Do they replace the uh, take your normal take two podcast? No, that's the thing. We just we just release them later on in the week like we will always do take two we release that weekly show on tuesday mornings or late monday night tuesday morning and these other shows are just added in later on on the feed you know wrestling usually around thursday because we'll watch raw and smackdown monday and tuesday and record wednesday so wrestling's usually out on thursday um but so yeah the rest of them we usually just try and put out on weekends or we basically try and make sure we're not putting out two episodes a day is pretty much our biggest goal now yeah 
Uh, and there's I, I want there's two things I want to touch on. The first, because uh, I think it's quicker, is I love the uh, you know you the comment we had in DMs now makes a lot a lot more sense where uh, you weren't you're not used to having to record ahead of time. So when you and I are talking about doing another podcast uh, about psych, and I said, yeah, we can just like pre-record like two or three at a time. And you're like, oh, yeah, shit. I never I mean, thought I mean, about pre recording. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't think we can watch these episodes. We can record like five, the first five, and be like, oh, just put them out like every other week. And you've got like yeah. a month and a half already done. I'm like, oh, and you would just be like always ahead of time. Like, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Like, never even occurred yeah, to me yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it is. And it, as was, when I'm a part of another show outside of Everything is Awesome, I try to make sure that it is a bi-weekly show or something like that. Unless I'm, unless it's one that all I'm doing is editing it and posting it. Like, I don't care if that's weekly, but like for like once upon a wine, um, and the ladies who rant are two podcasts that I produce and they're part of the, the network that that's entertainment network. And, um, I, I will, they're weekly shows that I just edit and put up, but like, I'm, I'm a co-host on bullies keep out. Uh, I have to redo some stuff for the Zomcast to, uh, to to clear legal, as they say, and then uh, everything that we've recorded has been cleared to to be posted again. Uh, but that's gonna uh, it's gonna be a biweekly show, like like BKO, and then right. mm-hmm. uh, I'm doing a thing at or not me. I got Batman to do a show called Batman on Fat Man. Very nice. Uh, and that's gonna be twice a month, not necessarily bi-weekly, but twice a month. Uh, so like anything that I'm involved with is, unless it's everything is awesome, is a bi-weekly thing. Cause I just, I don't have, I've done the whole, let's do six weekly shows and then I want to kill myself. Yeah, so. yeah. And, and it's no matter what topics you do them on, even if it's six completely different topics, you're just going to get tired of talking at a certain point. Like, yeah. Well, and that's hard for me because I love to talk, but yeah, <laughs> like at some point it's just, it's not even necessarily, I, the thing I love, I love recording a podcast like that. I'll, oh, I could yeah. do this every single day. It's the other things that come along with it. And this is where like people who I say, like in the back of my mind, when I say you do a podcast, you're going to love it. It's great. The back of my mind, I'm like, but you're going to hate everything else after you're done hitting record. Like, right. The actual stop. recording, if this could be my job. Even if, if just yeah. podcasting is all I could do, even the other stuff wouldn't matter. Like the editing and the posting and all like yeah. that wouldn't matter. It's the fact that, you know, I can, we can carve out an hour two, three hours to record, but then it's the other amount of time that it's, I got to f- yeah. finding time to edit, finding time to put it all together, finding time to post stuff. Like that's where you run into problems, I think. And that's where, that's when I think most yeah. podcasts probably end up fizzling out. The recording's the fun part. Well, it's all the other stuff that's the worst. Well, that's why yeah. like podcasts that don't make it, they usually don't last more than ten weeks because it is now I'm lucky in the sense that like I when I really like kinda honed my skills as a both a personality and a producer, I was doing things on stickcam.com, which was like the YouTube of live streaming back in the day. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and, and at that point, like, why edit anything that I'm saying? Because it's already been aired live. Yeah. Oh, that's so I don't true. Need yeah. To out, yeah. No need to cut out the uhs and the ums. And, and so I retain that kind of mentality is that 
I'm not going to go through and cut anything out. Honestly, like normally a show that I record like right now, if there's something that's said that you're like, Hey, can you cut that out? Or there's something that I say that I'm like, Oh, I need to cut that out. I'll go and cut it out. I listen to it to make sure there's no audio drift. That's that tends to be my uh, enemy now is that sometimes uh, the, the audio drift will take with like, as with the, the dark nights of the round table podcast that you were part of, that took me like a week, I think to, uh, go through, or maybe, maybe two weeks. I forget how long it took me. It took me a very long time. Um, and, uh, but other than that, like my intros and my outros, if I pre-record that, that's what takes me like, all right, well, I did three takes of this intro cause I'm an asshole. And now I have to edit this intro so that I sound intelligent, even though I'm going to sound like an idiot <laughs> in the actual interview. Yeah. And I mean, we, we, we're still editing out a lot with, uh, the main two editors from Take Two are usually me and Brian. Like we're the main ones that do it, and we still edit out a lot of the uhs and the ahs and you know the long pauses and stuff like that. But if nothing else, the benefit that me and him have talked about from that is that I realize what I do when I do that, so that I try when I'm recording when I'm on someone else's show. Okay, a lot of times you know I'll I would stop and pause or I would leave like dead air. And it's real, you know, realizing that mistake on your own. So eventually the editing becomes easier because you start to fix your own previous mistakes, which helps a lot. Exactly. And and I feel that the the pauses that I might have in in my current day recordings or my uhs and ums, they all sound way more natural 10 plus years into this than they did when I first started, where maybe they needed to be edited out. Now it's when I listen back to it and maybe I'm not listening with a hundred percent detail, but anything that me or my guests say, when we, we have a pause, I'll edit out an extremely long pause, but most pauses are natural. Most us and ums are actually like, it's, it's unnatural to have a one hour conversation and have no one say, um, yeah, yeah. Like it's so I, I don't mind leaving that stuff in because it never sounds bad to me. And I don't know. I mean, most people will probably say it's because I'm lazy, but I just, I think it sounds way more natural. And that's what, at least everything is awesome. It's it's supposed to be a natural conversation. What are your thoughts on the big announcement from Vinnie Mac yesterday about the XFL? Oh, I am unbelievably excited about this. I, <laughs> way more than any person probably should be. Well, and I, like, I, it was... is, it, I loved the XFL when it came out. I loved the 30 for 30 they did on it on ESPN, I think was amazing and reminded me how much I loved it. Uh, but now seeing this and seeing his announcement, I mean, there were some hiccups in the fact that he says nobody wants to watch a three to three and a half hour football game <laughs> when his episodes of Raw are over three hours long, um, you know, which I thought was a little hypocritical of him. But yeah. I mean, I'm excited for it. I don't I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what it's going to be involved in. I don't know how crazy it's going to be, but the XFL was great. And a lot of what the NFL does now, like the field cameras and stuff like that, and the microphones on the coaches and players, they stole from the XFL in the first place. So I think yeah. it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, um, I, it's it's funny because I was thinking about the XFL yesterday as, a, as far as like what it was back then and like. Well, obviously it kind of failed a, because like the, you know, the talent wasn't there, but I was like, but you know, if you really think about it, like I like watching arena football, like maybe it's because the Philadelphia soul are good. Uh, but right. Right. Uh, it's, it's not like, so it's not just that and looking at the clips and I didn't watch the, uh, 30 for 30 on, um, on the XFL, but like, Oh, you I've definitely seen, have to. Yeah. I, I do want to, especially now that it's coming back, but 
you know, seeing the clips of the old XFL, it's like, well, I know why this failed. It was you. It was too much WWE influenced. Um, and I think that if he truly does keep the two things separate and he doesn't make it a mockery, like I feel like the XFL was kind of a mockery, like where like, I feel like there was lingerie dressed cheerleaders and, yes, and what there were. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like, keep, keep going with things that are not problems, Kevin, go ahead. <laughs> but I, I just, I feel like uh, if, if it's basically, I guess just like kind of a copy of the NFL, like I, I, I'd be happy. There's like, obviously little, like I'm all for the idea of eliminating some things that slow the game down. Um, but I don't know if, if, uh, you know, I, I, I'm real wary of the XFL this time around. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be, int- I don't know exactly what he can do. Like, I, I don't know how he's going to make it necessarily more exciting or, you know, explosive like it was before. Because when he did it before, that was in, like, Attitude Era WWE. Yeah. You, they could go farther. You yeah. can't go that far on general television anymore unless yeah. he just decides to go all for, it's only going to be on WWE Network and that's how you're getting it, which I don't yeah. see him doing but because you're not going to get as many viewers. But who yeah. knows? And like. I- and I actually don't see him going WWE Network only. I mean, maybe it would be, and because because for as long as I think as long as he keeps the two products separate, that's a big big plus. Because as much like the I think like one of the biggest flacks that the XFL got when it first started was, well, this is just going to be predetermined winners like it is in wrestling. It's going to be fake, right? Exactly. And if he can avoid having, like you said, avoid the two brands sort of coming together, so nobody thinks that it's the same thing. Yeah. That's that's. I guess one of the few ways you're going to get to be able to take legitimately that and depending on how serious ESPN as a whole takes it, the ESPN yeah. takes it seriously. That's going to be the ticket right there. All right, uh, thank you once again uh, to Craig for coming on the show. I know that um, I had to piece it together. And once we kind of started hitting our XFL talk um, is when we had our, our connection issues. So I'm not hundred percent sure uh, because I haven't edited it yet. This I'm doing this ahead of time. I'm not hundred percent sure where uh, the, what it sounded like and what the final product is, but we will have Craig on again. Uh, I really enjoy talking to him. Uh, he's him and I have a lot of similar, um, interests and whatnot where we're, we're pretty just like me and BK Mullen are like the same person, just, you know, a decade apart. Uh, Craig and I are like almost the same person. I think around the same age, I'm not really sure, but yeah, I really enjoy talking to, to these people and we have similar interests and whatnot. And, I, and it makes me want to do more with them. And I'm really excited excited to, to maybe do something that's a little bit more in studio or at least remote studio quality uh, versus on the personal hotspot. Make sure you check uh, Take Two out on all their social media. Make sure you check them out on iTunes. Leave a five-star rating review. While you're on iTunes, make sure you leave uh, Everything is Awesome, a five-star rating review. Apple Math, I explained it in the beginning of the show. While you're on Twitter following Take Two, make sure you're following Everything is Awesome, at Real Awesome Pod. We do most of our announcements on Facebook, though. Facebook.com slash real awesome pod that's where we announce live shows like our uh Everything is awesome. Let's have cancer podiversary festival that, that we're doing. Uh, you you can you can uh, get those announcements there and read more about it there. If you want to though, stick to Twitter and chat with me on a regular basis. I'm more than happy to at that nerdy Kev on Twitter, and um, you know just uh, keep on helping support this show. Patreon.com/slash that entertains iTunes reviews and. Um, 
and word of mouth recommendations. That would be wonderful. Thank you all so much for um, listening to the show. And I, I, I know it's an hour or so out of your day. So I appreciate the time that you spend with us. And we'll see you next time right here on awesomepodcast.com. We are part of the Core Temp Arts Podcast Network. We've been awesome. Thank you for listening to the Core Temp Arts Podcast Network. To listen to more Core Temp Arts shows, visit coretemparts.com.